Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I can't wait to uh, talk to Joseph Lindsley in Ukraine today because I saw something he posted over the weekend that said, in the next few days, almost everything I say will inevitably anger a huge audience. Republicans, Democrats, Americans, Ukrainians, Europeans, hawks, doves, defense contractors, U.N. workers. All right, Joe, have at it. You're on. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? <laughs> well, hello, Bob from, from Kharkiv. And, uh, you know, 30 miles from Russia, uh, we had uh, Russians bomb the city last night. Uh, and so, you know, I think when you're at the edge in this way, uh, it should give you some freedom. If you can't speak the truth clearly in these moments, then when can you? Uh, over the weekend, I went into Donbass, uh, into the city of Kramatorsk, which is so heavily destroyed. And uh, just imagine, I, a friend called me, on, a local friend here in Kharkiv, called me Sunday morning and said, hey, uh, do you want to go to Kramatorsk in Donbass today? And that's like a you know a friend calling you saying hey do you want to go to the war today I mean right <laughs> right to the edge yeah. and uh, as you know the, over the weekend because it was the second anniversary of the full scale invasion so many foreign leaders from Europe and Canada and elsewhere were in Kiev and you know it was great the moments of solidarity but you know Kiev is well protected uh, and so they know when they're there they're safe uh, it's well protected because of missile defense systems uh, from from the west. And in some ways, you know, Kiev has become a, a Disney world for foreign leaders. You know, it's a great boost. You know, you get great photo shots uh, being there, you know, taking the you know, overnight train, uh, you know, into into the country at war. Uh, but it but it's safe and it's protected. And as one uh, one uh, foreigner who's here in uh, helping in Kharkiv, uh, she she said she had to get out of Kiev for the anniversary. And she came here to Kharkiv to escape what she called the backpattery. You know, sort of everyone patting their back and, and saying, oh, we're doing such a great job. But meanwhile, uh, while we have, you know, the West and, and Ukraine has protected Kiev, it's cities like this, Kharkiv, that are, are still vulnerable and, and really largely unprotected uh, due to a simple fact that the, uh, especially the United States and the other countries will not send long range weapons. A, uh, and they won't give permission for Ukraine to actually hit anything on Russian soil, even the, the bases that are just 40 or 50 miles from here, just across the border. Ukrainians still don't have permission to 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 hit those targets. And if you can't, if you if you can't do that, how can you win? And, and there's a there's a concern that, you know, that in a sense that uh, Western leaders are even setting up setting the stage for cities like this to fall. And and then they can have some agreement and they can be seen as the saviors. But if you're actually here in the ground, you know that people don't want to give it up and, and they're not leaving the city. And it was, uh, uh, you know, last week, uh, Brett Bayer from Fox News, uh, you know, one of my old colleagues uh, came here to here to the city of Kharkiv and he interviewed President Zelensky uh, near the front line. And, you know, the, they, I can see why they created this interview. They, it was it was the opposite optics of Tucker Carlson's conversation with Putin. That was in a palace in Moscow. Moscow. This was at the front. You could hear the shelling in the background. I think you could tell that Brett Bayer himself was a little bit nervous uh, during that interview. Uh, and so it was powerful in that sense. Although, Brett, you know, didn't, I don't think he asked the questions that regular Americans are asking. It'd be much more powerful if it was someone like Joe Rogan, who, who has a much bigger audience, uh, who identifies as more people. Uh, but the, the thing I noticed in, in, in the, as they were, as they, in the packaging of that interview 
Uh, Brett Bayer described how he traveled from Kiev to Kharkiv in an armored car and, you know, painting this beleaguered picture of Ukraine. And that's it, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I take the train or the road all the time from Kiev to Kharkiv. Grandmas take it. Uh, you know, there's no one sniping at you through the forest because that has been retaken and defended. It's totally safe. Uh, and and it, 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 so the, 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 it, and when Brett was in Kharkiv, uh, he didn't show the city at all. He said, oh, you know, we entered in the, the hotel under curfew and everything's dark and gloomy. That's not what the city is. The city is, a, you know, I mean, a, you know, cafes that reopen, uh, you know, hours after getting bombed. It's the city of, uh, you know, actually great food and drink, anything you can imagine. It's a city of, of, of vibrancy, um, even in this hell. And, and that gets ignored. And, and so this is why I, I went to I went to Donbass. This is why I'm here in Kharkiv and why I went to Donbass uh, yesterday. And, you know, as I mean, it, it, as you get closer to the front, you always get a little bit of a obviously a little bit of a sick feeling. And knowing that the place, you know, we were going to uh, is so frequently bombed. And at one point, uh, you, we just crossed the border into Donbass. You go through different checkpoints and it's these beautiful rolling hills. But so much of it is burned out. And we're com- coming down into a valley, uh, with this huge vista. And you can see in the distance uh, these little, they look like little white mountains. That's where they are, you know, it's a big mining region. And as we're coming down into the valley, there's a large village on either side of the road. And almost every house and church, every building in that village is destroyed. Uh, You can see blue, uh, at first you think, I thought it was blue rooftops. Those are tarps uh, covering bombed out houses. And so what had been a peaceful village in sort of this nice shire, this beautiful shire-like land, uh, totally destroyed. And up uh, at the other side of the valley on a ridge was a monastery, you know, yet another religious site totally destroyed in ruins, uh, like it was from a thousand years ago uh, due to Russian bombing. And so you're surrounded by these scenes of destruction. But then on the other, the flip side of that, as you know, as we're tra- traveling the highway, uh, the, you, know, you see car- the cars in front of you, cars passing you or coming toward you, uh, Ukrainian vehicles, military vehicles, Vehicles with license plates from the UK, from Scandinavia, uh, people with slogans uh, in Ukrainian or English saying "Glory to Ukraine," and you see, like, despite all this destruction around us, there is th- th- all these people working like ants, you know, refusing mm. to run away from this uh, and, and, and refusing to give up. And so, uh, it is it is being in situations like that 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 give you courage and and say, you know, this can be transformed, this can be won, and and there's something. Bob, about being there, especially in Donbass, uh, and and knowing the you know missiles hit all the time, and they did uh, right before uh, after we left Kremitorsk, and right now, this very moment, they're hitting there right now. Uh, the the veil between uh, what's true and false is is thin. Like people people insist on speaking honestly, and it's it's weird. You 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 figure out a lot of things about your life uh, being there, uh, mm. so close to the edge. And uh, I know it's scary to go there, but I would hope some of these foreign leaders would, you know, w- would go there instead of just going for the nice pictures and photo ops uh, in, 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 in Kiev. And, you know, I see this emerging, this last idea on this, this, there's a conspiracy theory among, we have lots of conspiracies in America. I think uh, we love conspiracy theories on the left <laughs> and the right. And, and uh, there's a conspiracy theory that uh, among diehard supporters of President Biden, that somehow the administration is secretly really helping you know, they've already sent F-16s and, you know, they're really sending more weapons and don't, you know, Joe, just calm down. They're really helping. They're not. I know it because I'm at the edge and I see it. And right now, you know, we, we're 
in our divi- divisive politics. You know, there are Republicans who refuse to help because they don't even believe in the idea. But there's Democrats who I think they do believe in the idea, but they're afraid or they can't see the possibility of victory. And they blame the Republicans. But meanwhile, the leadership has to come from, from the White House to say, we can send weapons. We can, we can put high Mars here in, in, uh, uh, at the border with Russia and start attacking the Russians who are attacking the Ukrainians. And we can push them back uh, just as uh, that was done in Kiev. Uh, you know, many months ago. And, and so this, the, the, you know, I, I think if people want clarity, they, they can come here and they can find it. Uh, but right now, I don't see that uh, I, sometimes in Kiev and certainly not in Western capitals. Mm-hmm. Boy, Joe, we really appreciate the uh, the picture you paint of the other side of uh, life there in in the war and also uh, the way you put in perspective those those photo ops. And having said all that, though, I, I must say that I was really horrified seeing some clips from this uh, Oscar nominated documentary, 20 Days in Mariupol. Have you seen that, Joe? No, I haven't. Uh, it's uh, I. You know, it's, I, I, it's, it's some people here watch it. Some people don't want to watch it because we everyone knows those scenes and how awful it is. You know, I've spoken with many people uh, who were either in Mariupol or had family there. And, and, and those images are seared in my mind. So I do encourage people uh, to watch it. And I'm glad it was honored, um, you know, and, and that, that, you know, that, that people are watching it and talking about it. Uh, and, and, you know, Mariupol is a place that has now been deleted and wiped off the map. Uh, and the Russians are rebuilding sort of a fake Disneyland city there. Uh, but it, even so, even as we you know look at the Russian atrocities, unfortunately, I think you know for, for the Americans that Ukrainians need to reach in order to get long range weapons, in order to turn you know to actually get real support. Unfortunately, people don't care about that. They, they you know Americans got their own problems, and all the disasters start to look the same. And so this is the what the situation that Ukraine needs now. They need to show people that victory is possible, not just that you know all the destruction, uh, but actually that there's hope. Uh, and if that message is not made clear, I don't think that uh, I think I think, we'll, we'll, you know, Ukraine will lose support of, of the United States. And so it's important while to pay attention to the atrocities to see that it's not impossible, because if you watch that documentary, you might lose some. You know, you might say this is horrible, but what can we do? But as I see every day here, uh, you know, here, even in a city that could be attacked in any moment, uh, this incredible spirit uh, of, of resilience and uh, that that has to be the main story. I mean, Bob, I was eating Thai in a boarded up uh, bunkered cafe. I ate Thai food, uh, <laughs> you know, so close to the front line and like people still thriving and going. Uh, that That is the main message, I think, that that hopefully will change people's minds in the West. Amazing. Joseph Lindsley in Ukraine again. Thanks for taking us behind the Ukraine headlines in a way nobody else does. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Bob. Until tomorrow.